Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Who doesn't love a tasty smoothie in the morning? I know I do. The Mm. problem is it's easy to get stuck on autopilot making the same smoothies every day. And even the best smoothies can start to get boring and so predictable. So why not mix things up with a little frozen Dole crafted smoothie blends. They do all the work for you, pairing only the most delicious fruits together into unique blends, like taking a typical banana and berries smoothie and mixing it up with mangoes and refreshing limes and kiwis. Yum. Or you could treat yourself to a sip of paradise with the strawberry watermelon blend with delicious coconut. The best part, they're born to be blended. Each bag is perfectly proportioned with fruits that's frozen to lock in all those nutrients and flavor. And every piece is already washed and cut. So all you have to do is fill up your blender with one of the single serving bags, add some coconut water, and then blend for an exciting smoothie. Dole crafted smoothie blends. Find them in your frozen aisle today. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Welcome to Starving for Attention, everyone. Richard and Jasmine Blaze here, uh, and also Sally is here as well. Yeah, just kind of hanging out. We got someone up in there. There's birds are chirping outside. Loud. We're, they're going crazy. They're like, you yeah, hear? it's spring. It is spring. They're it's out really there like to defend. There was sprung. actually um, <laughs> a bird that attacked our car yesterday. You ran inside the house. I see. It's funny because I that he's he's visited my car before, and I took it as like he just likes cars. Oh. You weren't there. Sally was there. This bird was not, it was nothing like... Was Did like you do that thing where he like flapped against the window? Like, he was flapping against the window and then like a woodpecker pecking at the front. I thought he was going to break your, your, your side view mirror. It's amazing. It he's little. He's a little guy, right? Little, uh, little like orangey, ye- or I'm sorry, yellowy green guy. Yeah, it's like some green and some yellow going on in so there. Um, but you know what? And I, this wasn't even on the script. We like to get off script right away. <laughs> That's how we do things. Yeah. But you ran back in the house because we were going to eat some Persian food last night. We had just traveled yeah. back and like we didn't have time to cook dinner, even yeah. though it was Sunday when we actually like to cook in our kitchen. Uh, but you went back in to grab a to-go container <laughs> to take to a restaurant mm-hmm. where we knew there was going to be some leftovers right? so that we could be a little bit better, um, uh, what do you want to call it, uh, protectors of the planet. I think, is, a, is you know. Yeah, eco-conscious. eco-conscious is kind of what people say. Um, protector of the planet sounds a little bit yeah that sounds like i need a badge or like a t-shirt or something that says that um yeah well we were going to a place that like i know a hundred percent i never finish like you know with the food that i order i always have leftovers so like i knew there was going to be a leftover situation happening and i don't know the idea it just popped i've never done it before um so i felt a little weird wasn't it my idea no Okay, I thought I, I was the one that had. I thought I you, I maybe you, you mentioned. I was like, it's a good idea. I don't know idea. if you've ever had a conservative idea on, on the way of ec- like eco friendly conservative uh, idea. Conservative in the term, not in the liberal versus yeah. conservative. Um, yeah. I, I listen. I was all about it though, and you were a little nervous, which I also was like, you're not nervous about bringing a, Your own uh, water bottle? a water bottle yeah i mean it was just different i i felt great about it i mean the good thing is that san diego has uh, started this poly polystyrene ban so they're using like a recyclable container already but um which is great but like why not just save something out of the dump anyways like no what, you listen, know like i mean to me it's just it, it, like 
I've kind of taken it on in, in my in my in my year this year 2019 I'm gonna take it on as finding all the different ways that I can save single-use plastic and, and straws and all that stuff. Which means that the family has then... Uh, is, is, <laughs> Taking is it in on. The, is in the family uh, hey, doctrine. Hey, that, that container held like everybody's leftovers. No, it was, it was really, huge. really great. And, yeah. and listen, I've been fighting this, as you know, going to the coffee <sighs> shop, using Are a reusable cup, story? making a mistake. No, I want to say thank you because like, I, it has helped like it does feel good if you start realizing how many straws or containers or whatever it is well here's what hit me and okay. now we're getting turning this into like uh trash this is great trash, this is uh, very npr podcast. let's do it but like here's the thing that hit me i, I read it someplace it was just like a literal like a line in an article and i forget the year when plastic was invented but i think it was early 1900s and or you know mid 1900s and that said that every piece of plastic that has ever been created made used is still on this planet and it might be in a smaller form obviously it might be in a a micro form but it's still here and like that's horrible like i don't let my kids litter i don't let my kids throw trash everywhere like we gotta we gotta take better care you know we do plus i think it's kind of a nice way to sort of add a little bit of personality or swagger um like to your style like i just had um at soul cycle I had to throw that out there. I had my water bottle. I left it behind, and then it was sort of confisc- <laughs> confiscated under an investigation, uh, a 48-hour investigation to determine if it was indeed my water bottle. That's the kind of thing uh, that, for me, could like really push me like in the uh, direction of not uh, liking them. It, it was released. Uh, it yeah. was released. Pending to a 24-hour hold. Exactly. Um, and then I was like, enough of this. I'm gonna like treat my water bottles like skateboards and just put a bunch of stickers on them, yeah. which now our well, kids it's have identifiable, also right? done. So I put a bunch of Supreme stickers on there. So now speaking I'm of total, water bottles, total hype beast. Check this one out. Mm, Maybe I'll this. put a picture of it. But I'm using my my new Yeti water bottle that I got from Blackberry Mountain, and it mm. has my name on it. There so it if I leave it at SoulCycle, then they'll be like, it's in all yours. fairness, it's not engraved. It is a sticker. The name could fall off. That's because true. you also jacked someone's water I bottle. Know. So I know so, this is not where well, you want to go. Well, let's go back. Where, where were we? Okay, real quick. So um, we literally just got back last night from around the Knoxville, Tennessee area up in Blackberry Mountain. If you're, uh, yeah. I the mean, a lot of people listening are serious cooks Smoky and chefs. Yeah. So you've heard of Blackberry Farms. I mean, they've won yeah. all sorts of awards. They are just like legendary, yeah. legendary restaurant, farm, all of this sort of stuff. They just opened up a brand new mountain. Yeah, and it's like across the way. Think is a nice like southern it, way to say it. Right, it's, it's like, kind of across the way. It's not they're not connected. They're not. Um, they are sister properties. I think you know is the best way to say it. And um, gosh, it was beautiful. This is gorgeous for, for so many reasons. Yeah. One also uh, shameless sort of like selfish brag, but we were up there for uh, Goop, which Goop. was a lot of fun. So all cool. of the the Goop team was wonderful. The Amazing. mountain was beautiful. Mm-hmm. We got to meet Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Some of us I, a little bit more than others. Yeah, that's right. Well, I get to go in the girls' locker room. That's so, true. That's you know, true. So I, you, I see more. I see you know more of her because that's where girls go. So. And as a boy, I'm like, you met Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. Avengers, yeah. No Infinity War spoilers because we haven't seen it yet, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, fantastic uh, trip. Um, and on a brand new map, it's only been open for like well. And this is the first month. time. I, I don't think you were really like ingratiated into the Goop um, world before this right i mean i i'm familiar I've, I've you know follow them on instagram i obviously like keep an eye on it and before we even had this like i booked a, a trip for myself to go to the the goop health summit in la right so i'm i'm, I'm like you're I a goopy do they call it. people who are fans of goop goopies because if not they you should. should you should call that one in that's okay, okay i'm gonna call that's that good. one hashtag goopies yeah. although i did see on my i got uh one of my products because it, they, there were some guys there and it said goop fella 
Oh yeah. Like Goodfella. Pretty yeah. cool. Pretty cool. Anyway, lots of fun. We got to cook a dinner up at their fire tower restaurant. Chef Joel just crushed it. Yeah. Scarlett from our team was up there. Uh, we got to meet a lot of, uh, amazing people already up there. Also got in a lot of fitness. How are your legs feeling from two days of hiking thousands of feet at ele- uh, elevation? Well, I think the striking thing was that, that one that you ran up cause you have like weird anxiety when you land on, from a plane. But uh, we, we, the next day, you, well, this is true. You ran up this path. The next day we hiked up this path at a pretty fast clip, but it was a 1.2 mile track and it was a thousand foot climb. And that's like for people that are hikers, like that's a pretty intense climb over such a short little track. My superpower is that I get anxiety and then I yes. flip that anxiety into, into exercise. physical stamina. Yeah. Yeah. No, but all, you're making me sound a lot uh, more fit than I actually am. That was probably the most impressive physical feat that I've done outside of running marathons. All right. Okay. Like that first day I just ran up that hill pretty much nonstop. I mean, I, I walked it sometimes when the elevation was just like, you know, I marched. Yeah. But like, I mean, I put in, you know, close to 10 miles on those trails mm. in that one day. Then we hiked that same thing even more so mm-hmm. the next day. Mm-hmm. Kind of incredible, you know. Also, when you're out there in nature, you're not like really tracking the miles, right? You're just out there sort of like, I mean, on our on our hike the next day, were you like, oh, we've gone? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. But only because I have my watch that I kind of use as an activity tracker pretty much exclusively. So, um, yes, I was tracking it, but more because I like to see what the elevation climbs are. So like, you know, we, we live at like below sea level in San Diego. So, you know, the elevation, sometimes you, you, you can get some in different places, but, um, a lot of times it's pretty flat, but, um, that was nice to get a little, uh, elevation. Yeah. Um, we did not see any black bears, which I had, I've been having a couple dreams well, about had, bears. So I thought feelings. I was going to see one. We had mixed feelings about wanting to see them, right? Like we wanted to see them from afar which I don't think you can um, pick how you encounter a bear. Yeah, so. I had this conversation with the kids. Like I've watched a lot of, I've been dreaming about bears, which is weird because I at one point I was dreaming about turtles a lot. And then everywhere I went, I was seeing like giant turtles. So I was like, I'm going to see a bear because mm. I've been dreaming about bears. And then so I watched, I've watched a couple of YouTube videos on bear encounters. You don't really want to encounter a bear any yeah. sort of close up. Yeah. I was having this conversation with our kids this morning because like I feel like especially our youngest, uh, Elo would be like, yeah, what's up bear? Let's, let's like, let's hug it out. You know, like, Oh, you're a cute little cub bear. Cause there were four cub bears spotted on this mountain. No, you know what? I asked her, um, yesterday when we were walking, when we got home, we took the dog for a walk and I, I asked her and she, um, I said, you know, what would you do if you saw a bear? And she said, back away. Yeah. So like she knows, like she's not, you know, she's like a pretty responsible nature. No, kid. definitely. She was like treated like a rattlesnake, but she, I was like yeah. kind of a little, I mean, you want to kind of back up probably a little faster because yeah. once you're like, you know, a couple body lengths away from a snake, yeah. a snake's not going to chase you. Right. Yes. A bear might actually, a bear might be like, this is a game chase you. One of the things that struck us for our first time in the smoky mountains, and you had mentioned this when we were taking a photo at some point were that if you're not from that area. And this has happened to me like in, um, in, in like Northwest Arkansas sometimes too. You're blown away by how uh, mountainous it is, how green it is, mm-hmm. and how it could be almost anywhere. You had even mentioned... Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, and, and California. I mean, I think um, one of the guides mentioned it that, that the Smoky Mountains is a temperate rainforest. So that kind of makes a little more sense to me because, I mean, I think a lot of Hawaii is a temperate rainforest as well. Or a, oh, well, a Hawaii is one of those places where you can see, what is it, every like every... Re- ecosystem every or ecosystem like that, there's right? like Except a big Arctic. island yeah i think the big yeah. island has almost every ecosystem that something you can like encounter that. on the planet yeah. speaking of hawaii and tying it into the smoky mountains sheldon simeon 
is our guest today. You That's probably right. know him from uh, his restaurant Lineage in Maui or the many projects that he's operated there or most likely from just dominating Top Chef a couple of seasons. A couple of seasons, right. Uh, and probably know him as just being like one of the most, I'm going to say lovable. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. I, I think he's just got that like island vibe, right? Like so he's like Ohana. Uh, yeah. What is it? Ohana? <laughs> like family and like he's just chill and, and nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, very, uh, very, very, very smooth guy. Uh, loved hanging out with him, um, and he's kind of known. He's like he, he does. I mean, lineage is, is cooking like traditional Hawaiian food, but he's but, well, but, I, but, but I feel like, like he even, puts a modern. Spin I think on even far, well, that's that's so. Of course, we think the exact opposite thing mm. because I, I think what he was saying is like I don't know what people picture for traditional Hawaiian food because I think he's going back even farther. He's going back to kind of the roots of Hawaiian. Like for you and I, we probably picture Hawaiian food and it's what? Kalua pork, Kalua pig and rice mm, or loco loco. Yeah. Right. But four, I think he's going like, plate. I think he's going even a little bit farther back and kind of tracing back to some of those other, the other cultures that grew together that formulated that. Yeah, Hawaiian I think cuisine. this is, this has been a pretty um, consistent and smart strategy for a lot of chefs who have like really started getting a lot of critical acclaim. Sean Brock, Brock comes to mind, you mm. know, speaking of Tennessee in the South, right. where he sort of like went backwards, you know, into the history books right. of like Southern cookbooks. That's exa- exactly sort of what Sheldon, and a lot of other chefs as well, yeah. are doing with their sort of uh, regional cuisine. When I met Modern, I, I probably meant like plating, like his food is oh, beautiful well, yeah, and delicious. Yes, yes, yes. Not modern as potentially what is going to be our hot topic of the day the most modern restaurant in the world right now. Jasmine, you declared it yesterday. It is? Well, I didn't declare it. (laughs) I didn't declare it. I just, I said, is it? It was more of a question I posed to you. And the most modern restaurant is? Is Starbucks? Starbucks! The the most modern restaurant right now? Hitting us up with all the sound effects, I think maybe restaurant chain was maybe a little bit more appropriate. But but I think you're going to have to explain this one to most people. Well, because I I, I happened to just get an email from Starbucks that was like, try our new, you know, cascara uh, cold foam. And cascara, from what I think, I, I think are like pink coffee beans or the skin of coffee beans or something like that, an extract that comes from that. And it's a cold foam, so it has to be like stabilized by something i assume oh, like I i'm not sure sugar i'm yeah, not sure probably... what they're using to stabilize it but it's like a, it's like a frothy you know whipped cu- cold foam of some sort right with some dairy and right whatever. but it is listed on the menu as cold foam cold foam right right not like whipped cream right because right. that would be different Because that would be different now speaking of whipped cream yes S- and, starbucks. and starbucks has used isi containers for F- 15 right. years so the average I mean, person like, who knows foam only from like marcel on top chef doesn't realize <laughs> that every time they get a frappuccino yeah. at a starbucks when you get that extra whip it's right, coming out of an isi a, a nitrous oxide loaded foam of right. you know whipped cream which has a lot of fat in it plus something that starbucks dropped on us like a year ago yeah, like two years ago maybe they is, came out with the sous vide egg bites sous vide egg bites and they actually call them you don't have to they call them sous vide egg bites which to me is like you're declaring your molecular gastronominess yes not to mention all of the snacks on their shelves are usually like ultra dehydrated chickpeas and apple crisps and everything yeah well they're going that health health route with a lot of their snacks but yeah I know that we disagree often, Jasmine, but yeah. uh, I'm going to agree with you here. Oh, Starbucks wow. might be the most molecular gastronomic restaurant chain chain, yeah. <laughs> in the world right now. Cold Seriously. foam, ISI canisters, sous vide egg bites. Why? Okay, but why? Why do they do it? Oh, well, this is a good point because anytime science and technology can make your food better, 
more expeditious or more of an experience, you should go and uh, embark on that journey. So you're saying they're not just like, they're not just calling them sous vide egg bites for press, like for fun? I don't know why they're calling them sous vide egg bites. The, <laughs> the only, marketing team yeah, could, could uh, shed some light I'm on that I'm all us. about the creativity with all of this stuff. The marketing is kind of a question because like I just really had my first sous vide egg bite literally yesterday. No, you airport, lie. We've had them before. You second and I have time. shared. So, yeah, one, second but this, time. Yeah. Okay. That's the first time I've ever ordered one. Okay, got it. Was yesterday at Knoxville, and did Tennessee they, Airport. And did they say, oh, you mean the South VD? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, just, I, don't. I just wonder how it goes. I mean, I how think, many people know how to say sous vide? Like, oh, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, that, that get that or what it means. They're probably like, is that the bacon that's in it? Is that a vegetable? Yeah, like, can you explain to me the sous vide? Egg bites. I think absolutely that, that that probably gets butchered. But I think that's a hot topic worth uh, your discussion. Hit us up on the Instagram page. Is Starbucks the most creative <laughs> molecular gastronomic I should have taken a picture of you eating restaurant. those sous vide egg bites. Yeah. It was hot. You know what else is hot? What? It is time to put the heat back into your relationship with uh, breakfast. Nice. Like we're talking about. Yeah. But a hot breakfast just sounds like too much work, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it's time to head on over to the egg aisle and pick up just crack an egg. It's a hot, fluffy breakfast scramble that'll have you back in hot breakfast love in less than two minutes, which is not a lot of time. All no. you've got to do is add a fresh egg over their hearty breakfast fix-ins, then stir, microwave, and reignite your love of breakfast. And something else that you'll love about Just Crack an Egg is that it has no artificial flavors, dyes, or preservatives. Jasmine, that's like... I mean, that sounds amazing. I think the, the hottest time in our in our family is at breakfast time where everybody's ready to get out the door and everybody's in a bad mood because breakfast isn't ready yet. Yeah, and you only, you also only have about two minutes, right? So perfect. it's perfect for yeah. uh, busy families, but even better is how fluffy and cheesy and delicious it is, which is how most people describe this podcast, by the way. Yeah. It comes in seven different varieties, including three brand new kinds, veggie, Southwest style and protein packed scrambles or just try one of the classics like I'll have to be honest my favorite is the Denver or the All-American so don't wait for the weekend to get a little hot hearty breakfast love into your AM it's time to run with your arms wide open and your heart wide open too to the egg aisle and take breakfast back with just crack an egg you can do it at home in only two minutes can't wait hot fluffy breakfast from save just, so much time yeah Hot, fl- hot, fluffy breakfast from Just Crack an Egg. Sheldon Simeon, here he is. Welcome to the podcast room, dude. It's 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 friendly confines. Grab a I seat. You in. That My bad. microphone microphone is on. You doing good? Nice, nice. Sheldon, it's crazy that I'm on fire pits right now. Really? Oh, where yeah? are the fire pits? It's, What's going on? I don't even know where those are. Party, are they outside? Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's lit. It's 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 happening. It's happening. What's going on? It's like yeah. just people just like people all around and just having a good time. Everyone's good people. Just super, yeah. Right. Yeah, great okay. people. How are you? I, this is my first year doing Pebble Beach. Same here, man. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, same, same. But it's it's uh, I was not. It's, it's um a lot of people. Yeah. Right, like a lot of a, chefs, a ton of yeah. people, and a lot of chefs I haven't seen in a while, and it's it, crazy. It is like, oh yeah, right. It's like all genres, all generations. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, Passard was <laughs> last night just like walking through the lobby. I was like, <laughs> and then, yes, know, yeah, yeah, we had some. Uh, um, we had uh, Sylvia and Gerald from Top Chef uh, 
I think they're oh, cooking for Poussard they tonight, are, they, right? Yeah, okay. I, I enjoyed their their uh, conversation last night. We were around the fire pit and they were talking about like, man, this guy's going in. You know, Gerald is so enthusiastic. Right. right? <laughs> and they're talking about all the different fluid gels and purees. Uh, oh, and, well, okay. And wrapping the lamb with oh, the right, pigeon right. Yeah. and yeah. it up. And I'm still trying I had to, to look out. at a picture. I did see a picture. <laughs> did you? Uh, yes. And it was just like so... I mean, you know, Passard is a master, but it's very French, right? Yeah, like the idea of like, um, you know, wrapping a lamb in, you know, a wrapping whole meat, another meat. pigeon is kind of interesting, yeah. I guess, right? Where do we take it next? <laughs> Fra- Franken food with a uh, turducken. It's the same sort of thing, I guess. Yeah. It is kind of a weird, I like it. It, it, I'm, I'm a fan of that sort of stuff. Yeah. But uh, it's just a lot of work. Yeah. And to do it on a, in, a, in a place that is... Uh, not their normal kitchen. They said that they usually only make six or seven a day. Here they're making 50 of those. Yeah, that's always fun. <laughs> right. They need so many yeah. hands. Well, you know why maybe they make only six or seven? They probably only sell six or seven. <laughs> right. That's the other side that's of it, it, right? Like, you're like, well, you're going to do this yeah. one thing that's really unusual, unique, and, and or expensive. Like, we make a couple a night because we know we're not going to sell a ton of it, right? Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Speaking of selling a bunch of things, you are just opened up an amazing restaurant. Yeah, Linnea just opened up in October. Oh, so excited, man. And we've just been grinding. This is actually our first weekend away. Yeah, I was going to say, have you been able to get away? Yeah, right? so it's, like, it's, it's, practic- it's, it's an amazing like, stepping stone right right now where me and this, our chef, my chef de cuisine, Rob, is, is out here and got the crew running. They're here with you. Nice. Right. Just, just, just Rob so is your, here. Your okay. top, is that your top person? Yeah. 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 So, but that's big yeah. too. Like not only that you can get away but that you can take your number one you know, they, with you. Yeah, they asked me about like four months ago to participate with Pebble One, uh, Pebble Beach and I was like, oh, let me get back to them. Let me see. But right. I went into work and we had an amazing service. The, the crew was so energetic. We crushed the books. Everyone, all the plates were perfect and I was, I was like, okay. I'm gonna reply. Okay, we're ready. We got four months. We'll, we'll get there. I feel confident. Right, and yeah, I'm glad that we're here. Yeah. So then that's uh, you had mentioned uh, before we walked into the room that that's <laughs> like it's more like the the feeling that you can leave. Yeah, right? it's yeah, it, yeah. The, you know knowing that the restaurant's gonna be fine when you're not there. Yeah, and these guys are putting up on their their Instagram stories like, where was this when we're we're, we're there? <laughs> they're, they're putting up some some dishes that they've been working on. Oh, really? Okay. You, you know, maybe just just us always constantly being there. You know, they're afraid to do something. Mm. But, uh, so, how do you feel about that now that you're watching them? Uh, <laughs> I, you know, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, where is this? It's, let's, let's like, don't be afraid to do those these, mm. these, these things. You know, be free like that. I want them to to know that the door is open for them. And, right. Uh, I'm excited knowing that that's in them. That, right, that those dishes oh, that's, are there. That's kind of really interesting. Yeah. That like it takes you to get away, right? right? And to not have like the you know the bosses over your shoulder all yeah. the time. And I could easily be like, no, and run it through me, you know, right. do it like that. But I I rather see these young, passionate guys. And if it takes me being away for a second to to open up and and get that out of them, it's, it's so be it. Because that's what I ultimately want is them to be at, at their best. Right. Um, collaboration is the only I mean it is the only way I mean in the in the moment that we're in and in the future yeah. the idea of just like one chef like you said just this is the way I do it and yeah. it's the only way to do it it's such an old model it's right? an old in every right. business right yeah, yeah. right collaboration is like the next um, what does Google step. call it um, this is kind of an interesting 20% time right this idea uh, that Google right. gives their employees 20% of their time 
to choose to work on whatever they want to work on, something like that. Mm-hmm. So like your like employees project, decided right? that they would take their 20% time. They just needed the boss to leave. And you're probably going to, some of those ideas will, will yeah. probably make it to the menu or whatever, right? Whatever, whatever that was in, in that moment that, that boasted their confidence to do that, I want to just feel that. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll just like, you gotta take it, take some more food and wine festival opportunities. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey. Aspen, Miami, <laughs> all of that. We're, right. we're Hit me coming. Up. Hit me <laughs> up. Okay. Uh, well, that, I mean, you're you got to get all those asks by now, though, right? Because you've been you've been doing this now for oh, years. Man, you, you've been super popular for years. It's been such a blessing, you know, just being out there in a small little rock in the middle Pacific Ocean, mm. and uh, it's been a whirlwind ever since top chef and opening a new restaurant i've been just super blessed with all these opportunities yeah yeah well i mean it couldn't happen to a nicer guy which is the question that i have for you is do you (laughs) feel like like that's listen we always talk to people that are on like reality shows you can't you, you are exactly who you are right but then they double down on whatever like you're main character yeah yeah, yeah they can amp, amp up what, what and yours is. certainly was like you know super super nice mm-hmm. awesome family dude like does that does that ever get old like having to like be more of yourself almost you know one of my mentors are, is shep gordon uh, i work for that guy this guy has like kind of he's uh the manager for alice cooper and did all of these crazy oh. things he yeah super mensch right right yeah, and he's like Sheldon. You built a character, and luckily for your character that you built is not too far from where you are, where what mm. the the public seems and what you are in real life. And it is. It's family Ford. It's, right. It's all about the community and just sharing my Aloha spirit. And that's that's it. I just try to be that. I, I understand that sometimes there's a stage that you have to be on. Right. And you become this character, but uh, luckily for me. I'm not uh, ripping chicken heads off of <laughs> right into, into, into the crowd. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, do you ever feel like obviously that 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 that's pressure to sort of have to be that character? Because yeah. right? I mean, everyone is not. Everyone has different feelings, right? Day day by day. Um, what about the pressure of? Do you feel like you're like carrying that flag for? that little rock out in the middle of the ocean now like like because like yeah. I, when i think of my generation because I'm, I'm older than you are but like when i think of hawaiian cuisine especially like you know whether it's Choi or alan wong or, mm-hmm. or roy like certain people right right and like there's there's like there was almost like a, a generation that didn't mm-hmm. get a lot of credit or at least public right yeah yeah, yeah. you think that's accurate but now it's like you <laughs> yeah and like you're i mean you're right there with these guys if 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 not probably more popular you know the way i like to think of it is it's they always say oh man sheldon you're, you're the next or whatever this next wave of hawaiian cuisine and passing off the torch is mm-hmm. i know those guys lit my torch yeah sure torch, That's- my torch has been lit from them and i just like that our, our light is brighter now you know alongside with what they they did and and then what I bring to the table or uh, alongside my colleagues who are doing some cool stuff and, and, and representing Hawaii cuisine is that the light is now brighter because all of our torches is lit. Right. That's, yeah. see, dude, that's yeah. poetic. That, <laughs> no, that's poetic. island spirit. And, and it, it also, though, takes, uh, do you feel, again, not, not trying to call out anyone, do you feel like the, those, those other chefs, the older chefs, the chefs who mm-hmm. have been carrying that flag or, or lit those torches, uh, how, have they resp- how do they respond Oh, they've been such uh, great mentors, you know, and just like so encouraging of whatever we're doing. And, and 
Yeah, we're representing. There's so many facets of Hawaiian cuisine just because of the the different generations that has come through, the different immigrants that has has made Hawaii their home, and as the layers of this culinary landscape has the history of it, you know, HRC and those guys who built this uh, kind of this shiny portrait of what Hawaii cuisine is. That's a that's a just a minuscule part of it. So mm. I'm taking from all these different. Uh, this different history lessons and alongside with all those different influences, HRC, Roy and Sam Choi and all of that, I try to honor them too. You know, that's all part of it, man. And was that your goal with lineage was to kind of further that idea of what Hawaiian food is? And, and we take it through all the different history, you know, from the ancient Polynesians that got there to Hawaiians, to my grandparents who, who went there to Chef Roy who and, and, and Alan Wong and all of them who influenced. So all these different influences of Hawaiian cuisine along the way, we try to celebrate that yeah. equally. Which is uh, a, a story that needs to be told, right? I think that's kind of one of the keys right now is um, like storytelling is yeah, a big part of your restaurant. It's a big part of your uh, view mm-hmm. as well as right. an artist. Yeah, having that viewpoint, right? We were just talking about that, like having the, the authority to, to talk on, on, on a specific culture. It's important. And I've, I mean, generally, again, just, you know what? I mean, Hawaii for the average American is just a beautiful paradise that maybe you get one time in your life to visit, right? right. For that grand, you know, vacation. But the, the story, I mean, again, I'm not, certainly not an expert, but we spend, you know, a week or two there every, every year at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, there's so many different cultures. Yeah. Like I'm always surprised. Like uh, I mean, even the last time I was there, like the Portuguese, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, are, yeah. like, and, and it, it, it's what, how, Explain real quick if you could if you could <laughs> summarize like the the, the the cultures that come together. Yes, in Hawaii. Every, every island's a little different too, though. Mm. So like exactly, and so Hawaii was inhabited for many years, right? Right. So nothing until these travelers from the Marquesas Islands, using the stars and the, and the birds and all of that, they're saying, "Oh, these birds are going to somewhere. Then right? Probably it must <laughs> be an island." And they discovered the Hawaiian Islands. Well, Captain Cook said he discovered it, but there was people on it. Right. That's right. We can do it. We can do it. Yeah. So, you know, it started from that. So they they, they brought this inhabited land and, and cultivated, you know, they, they farmed and they, they fished and they did all of that. So that there's that ancient history of right. it. The next history is all of the influence of the sugar canes and the pineapple plantations mm-hmm. where they got workers and this know. right so then this the dollar comes into play now right because exactly. now you have people coming to farm and fish etc yeah. okay well and they brought their their cultures my grandparents were the first wave of filipinos the, mm-hmm. the sakadas mm-hmm. so they came when they were teenagers and they had to they wanted to cook their their food right mm-hmm. they, they had to do with what was around them right. they may, may not, didn't have the the ingredients or all of that. So they, but they wanted to reminisce of what they wanted. So it became Filipi, Filipino cuisine through the lens of Hawaii. So it became right. its own thing. But that was alongside Japanese, Portuguese, yes. Korean, Chinese, right. all of these different cultures, all bringing their influence to Hawaiian islands, but with whatever ingredients is there. So it's kind of this melting pot that it is the ultimate so, mashup. It's this mashup that's seamlessly blended together you know it like how like chefs nowadays oh let's take this italian flavor and put it with this and this french technique mm-hmm. with this uh asian umami on top of it 
and make it fusion for deliciousness. That all kind of just happened because right. they all live together. <laughs> Hawaii like, is the first fusion. Hey, you got <laughs> sugar. I, I need. Uh, you're making fish sauce. I need that, and it all just comes together. And that's what's so beautiful about uh, Hawaiian cuisine is that I get to do that and put all those influences on a plate, and it's because of that history of Hawaii. Now, how many people in the in at Lineage as diners are like super like each dish has a story, mm-hmm. right? How many people though are, are are truly curious about like the origins of of this dish or how the two things came together or What's what's been crazy about Lineage for me is it's been like the old timers, like the older group of the, of Hawaii residents that has come and have like this nostalgic feeling of like oh my god, I didn't uh, have this recipe since I was a kid mm. or that, 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 that flavor profile and that very exact same dish somebody from North Carolina or whatever is like this is out of this world I've never seen these flavors mm. uh, together so it's an educational uh, moment that we, we like to share however, however as far as you want to learn about it all our servers and our, our staff is we dive into it. We peel the layers apart of, of all the different influence of these uh, recipes. Yeah, it's it's kind of fascinating. There's one, I, and again, because we spend time there, and like just from the deliciousness aspect, like I love like Hawaiian, like I'm just all about it. It just it's, it just hits all of the. I mean, I think for most people, yeah, like it hits yeah, all yeah. the buttons of the, the salty sweets. Yeah, I mean, it's just got everything. Um, but I was doing research on. I think it was like a. On Kauai, like this, like a masubi mm-hmm. with like uh, a Gothenburg sausage from Sweden. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you yeah, know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I was like, this doesn't like I don't understand this. Like I and I had just figured out like the whole Portuguese connection, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, why are they using Portuguese sausage? Oh, okay, fishermen came from Portugal, and then I was like, oh no, it's just like a guy or a family that came from Sweden and lived in Kauai and then started making this sausage here and blended it in. Like I, I love those stories. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like it's not even just like two massive cultures coming together. It's just like oh, one family exactly moved in over here and and jammed this together. Uh, I mean, it's I almost feel like is it the ultimate? It's kind of like the ultimate fusion. Like it's it's what's was it the first fusion? Like Hawaiian food is like fusion at its best, right? It's like yeah. it's a bad word sometimes. It's, well, yeah, exactly. well, but I wonder if the I mean the, if the idea of it being on an island really titrated down. The, the fact that it had to be fusion, like you're saying, like you didn't have certain ingredients, you mm. had to make do with substitutions, and like that's it, right? Like, right? They, they, it's these families that wanting to go back there. There's no Pinterest, there's no Google, or anything <laughs> right, to right. go back on, yeah. right? My grandparents, 17 and 18 years old, think about mm. that. Mm. Jump on a boat, two weeks to get there, right? Never being able to talk to their family ever again. Do they know where? Like, yeah. they, they have a plan Questions. for like when they arrive. No, well, there's this... Did they some, just go with the so promise there's of there's a work? recruiter that comes yeah. to Philippines. Mm. We have this amazing place. You can work on the sugarcane field. Mm. It's in mm-hmm. paradise. It's all of that. We'll house you. We'll do all of this. And you come there. Hmm. And it was... All the, I mean, we can go into the dark side of it all. Yeah, you know, right. Of, 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 of what they were paid for, for mm. their labor. But, right. Uh, mm. So with that, they, you want a piece of home. Right, you don't yeah, want to eat course. whatever, so you got to go off of memory. I don't know what you was cooking at seventeen and eighteen years old. <laughs> right, right, uh, a, a can of spaghetti or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah. My my story is very very city and basic. Yeah. So think about seventeen years old. I want to. I want the nostalgic feeling of what I ate back home. Right. I only have these ingredients. What's in front of me to do it, and I do the best of what what I have in front of me. So like, take Japanese, Japanese flavor. 
the sh- it's so sweet in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. All, any Japanese traditional Japanese dishes in Hawaii is so sweet. Yeah. Because there's sugar. Yeah, cream. this is there's you know soy what? sauce. I, we made soy sauce and we made sugar. So I don't have bonito. I don't have sake. I don't have all of those nuanced flavors that usually make Japanese food amazing. But I have this one flavor profile that I can do. Right. So everything in Japanese is very shoyu sugar flavored <laughs> and it's very sweet. Yeah, I mean it's true, and it's and it's the it's the it's the good part, and also like the like the part where it, where it can be bastardized when you're not on the island, right? Mm-hmm. When you when people think of like Hawaiian cuisine, you know, they say, yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's it's so it's so sweet. But then when you break it down, like yeah, it's sweet because of sugarcane, and yeah. like that's the major crop of the islands for yeah. how many years? Are you seeing like now? That's not the case really anymore, right? Uh, I mean, I know. Is it? What, what, I mean, like sugar. The sugarcane yeah, so industry no, is now yeah, no more yeah. sugar is cane, gone almost yeah. entirely, all right? All those thousands of acres of land that we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with it, right? You know? So Did, is, was it was it given back to the the island or how? Mm, well, yeah, how does that? A, yeah, that's a rub so there. That's, that's probably that's probably like the biggest uh, political issue mm. of what, what's continuing on of, of what, what we're going to do with those. Right, because the land was taken from someone. I'm assuming to get it, and now what happens, or yeah, what's going to be grown the there? Of the, all those, those the, of all the waterways that mm, that, that was that too. fed all of that, so oh. all of that, and then is it housing? Is it farming? Is it uh, commercial uh, agriculture that we're going to ship outside? Is there the next? Is there the next big agricultural thing? That's happening because you know I yeah. say this because the last time we went to Hawaii we we were near a family on a, you know you're sitting close to a family mm-hmm. and you're flying and I, and uh, uh, one of the kids was like my dad's starting a tea plantation in in Hawaii and I was like that's interesting yeah. like and I'm like mm, I don't know you know what the tea leaf was or whatever but you could tell that this was just like a business dude mm-hmm. from California who's now going to try and make some flavored tea in you Hawaii know, for, for me whatever they do with the land. All I ask is that we're feeding our community first. Mm. Hawaii, at just like 100 years ago, was 100% sustainable. Mm. We grew everything. Mm. We did all of that. And within this, whatever, you know, the convenience of this, of being things imported, and now it's like, I don't know what percentage it is, but it's, it's up there. It's 70s or whatever. Right. I like to think that it's better within this last few years because we've had farmers, you know, uh, farmers markets and all of that and education but it's still up there to go back from everything came from the islands we have enough land we have enough resources that we can feed our community for me whatever you guys whatever those people who are in charge of that right just feed our community first, right please take mm-hmm. care take care of our people take care and in turn the, the people is going to take care of the land and that that's all I ask. That's great. Hey, listen, 60 seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial lasts. You know what else you can do in about a minute? Get an offer for your car with True Car. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, or just listen to my voice, you can get a True Cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or home or from your smartphone in your home's garage sitting in your car. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate True Cash offer from a local True Car certified dealer. It's that easy after that you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together you can ask questions and get the answers you need so there's no surprises then simply leave with your check or trade in your car for a new ride so when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car check out true car today and jasmine i'm serious you need to get with true car because you need to trade out your car i know it's coming Mm. my lease is almost up 
Make sure to stick around after this podcast to get the latest headlines from the AP News Minute. Can't get enough Richard Blaze? Then take a listen to any of Podcast One's other fantastic food shows. Every Wednesday, Michelle Davis and Matt Holloway of Forked Up, a Thug Kitchen podcast, serve up their own brand of food, politics, and pop culture. And chef Rick Bayless and food journalist Steve Delinsky team up every Wednesday to travel the globe while tackling food trends on The Feed. Check out Thug Kitchen and The Feed every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Aloha, everyone. This is Chef Sheldon Simeon, and you're listening to Starving for Attention. Yes, sir. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. What are a couple of, uh, what are some hot Hawaiian ingredients right now that like uh, are, are mm-hmm. getting a lot of love locally? Taro. Taro mm-hmm. was eaten by everyone. Right. That was the staple of everyone. And now it's become a luxury item. It's mm. like the most expensive thing. It's really? so crazy, right? Because of because it's getting imported, or, or no? Because there's not a lot of it. Gro- no okay. one's growing it, right? right. And no one's mm. growing it. The land is, real estate is expensive, yeah. right? There's no water to get. to Does it, it take a long time to grow too? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, okay. It, it, it's a process for sure. Yeah, right. So, it grows in like bogs, right? Yeah, it's like... so so crazy that something that everyone ate in Hawaii within this short period of time becomes a luxury item because there's no mm. place to plant it. So yeah. hopefully there's a resurgence of, of taro in there. Uh, so poi, right? Poi. Yeah. Yeah, poi or... or uh, so now you yeah, so poi has become... Poi, it's like yeah. now it's becoming truffles and caviar. Yeah. Right? Because it's expensive. Um, that's, that's, isn't that one of the food, not to sound again incredibly basic, but I feel like that's one of the like Hawaiian foods that like people... Are, it's like licorice. Yeah, like you either like you like it or you don't like it at all. Yeah. I love it. Well, I think it's because it's been commercialized, mm. so it became something that that had to be processed through. And but if you do it right, the way that the Hawaiians ate it, where it was steamed perfectly, they only used the perfect, the the, the good crop. They pounded it by hand, and they, they let it ferment naturally instead of using mm. all these machines that that adds to the fermentation and the uh, the quality of it. You get to this pure something. Oh, so, so like traditionally, it's it is a fermented, yeah, food. Mm-hmm. See, like I don't even think I've ever had like yeah. an incredibly authentic poi. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. So pa'iai is like the least amount of water that that is uh, that is added to it, so that you can be eaten to it. Poi was meant to so that because it's so difficult to farm, and not only they added a ton of water, so it stretches out, so everybody mm-hmm. can eat it. Right. So when you take it back where, where it's as pure as it was back when the ancient Hawaiians were eating it, it's so delicious. It's so amazing. Mm-hmm. And we did it. We did it today. We had it uh, we had it at Grand Tasting. Right. We took a fermented pa'iai that was like seven weeks old. They had mold all over it. Okay. Wow. We scraped all of that off and you get this super cool floral like nuances of uh, like sourdough bread from it. We made that and we folded it into a uh, rice flour uh batter and made these poi mochi donuts oh wow amazing how did yeah. i miss that i know where, where, where we were i only like cruised you could oh you were there test. i was there for like 20 minutes but i didn't man. yeah it's good Damn. yeah i love it Damn. Damn. i love it i love that we get to share that story that yeah. of like you know that again fermenting trendy thank you too well that's that is always an interesting thing right i was gonna say do you have it lineage you have uh from the fermenting room do you have that and and what's we were looking at everybody's got the Nova book and doing all sure. of that but that just inspired us to to look at let's take a what what was the techniques of what uh, the people in hawaii had to do mm-hmm. one of them is roof lemons lemons where we preserve on the the roof of our of our restaurant using awesome. the sun and right. you have to yeah. go up there and shake it 
and make sure it's like it does makes no sense to me. I don't know exactly. right now when you so when you stumble is that like you're stumbling across that on a book or someone's telling you a story of how this was done a long time ago exactly. or okay. uh, being seen. I remember having these these jars on top of Chinese homes, just <laughs> seeing lemons like that. It was like and me being intrigued by that. And we go talk to families like how, how do you do this, Auntie? Right? Tell me how yeah, you yeah. do this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dried dried fish of the way that Hawaiians did it. How how they made their dried boxes and what salt that they use. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, we're 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 inspired by all this trending of ferments and doing all of that. But in that in that uh, inspiration we're going back and trying to yeah sometimes you got to go backwards to move forward exactly. but i think that's the the other like you said we you kind of smiled when you mentioned like fermentation is such a big <laughs> a big thing that these these are ancient techniques right right it was, and it was they're popularized nice, I said, uh, yeah. necessity right yeah exactly exactly but also like i mean this is not to, to throw on my cook's hat here but like the idea that like it's really age and time that's it that produces so many like nuance of flavor mm-hmm. that we lost in like the convenience food right. errors yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. over the last 30, 40, 50 well, years. Convenience, yeah, and refrigeration and, and refrigeration and or even and the things. health department or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like and, and like even when you're you're talking about you the don't let like, the health department up on the roof. They don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, but like that's that that's the funny thing about it. It's like it's just if you have the time, which most of us don't and a lot of restaurants don't right. or businesses don't, like you're gonna develop all of this flavor from you know uh, cooking something longer drying something longer mm-hmm. fermenting something you know aging yeah. something it's it's looking backwards for sure mm-hmm. how do we uh take things from digital to back to analog mm-hmm. was, like, oh nice <laughs> nice do you really want to yeah. do that what about in in your personal world or is this just <laughs> no, okay no, no, i was gonna yeah. say like my I'm, friend recently yeah. my friend <laughs> recently went on a diet and he's like man this diet you can eat whatever you want right but you have to make everything from scratch. I was like, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. Well, that's a simple, but, but that is kind of the key to most. Like, uh, I mean, we we try to stay on a lot of, like mm-hmm. we do fitness challenges. And, um, you know, most of them though, when it's like no flour, no sugar, whatever they are, they're really just trying to tell you, cook oh. your own food. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right. And if yeah. you, and, and generally speaking, if you do that, uh, you're either lazy and you don't cook and then you lose <laughs> weight yeah. or right or like you don't cook and you don't eat yeah. and that and that and that, yeah. and that and that that also works you mentioned like these the young cooks that are cooking how, how important is being a mentor uh to like these younger cooks now that you're not you're not right. the, the young pup running around yeah, you're still young I'm, yeah. i mean i'm an old dog but, but but you have younger kids working for you now yeah and it's crazy to be in that and i'll see the tables turn i've always been the young guy in the kitchen right all the time and uh now to be you know a, a restaurant owner and and seeing these kids that's it's i find a lot more joy in that in seeing them finding themselves and seeing that passion i, I want to feel that instead of me seeking out the perfect recipe for me it's more about building these guys futures and it's it's awesome when i see them so stoked about things or or they hey chef i went out to i got a new car or whatever you know something <laughs> simple like that like, yeah i got to I, I got a new i bought myself a new knife you know yeah or, or that's all because you remember when you did that yeah exactly right? i and got this cookbook or i'm working on it i've got oh i've got mangoes that i'm, I'm pickling at the house oh i love yeah. that you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Them just in that moment right unless until they bring them in in the jar from the house and you're like i don't know where, you know, I don't, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I, that's happened before a couple times like, oh this is interesting yeah. um <laughs> Do, uh, how many kids that are, or how, how many people on your team, uh, guys and girls, that are um, 
they come to you and they're like, I want to, I want to go on Top Chef, or I want, I want to go, I want to go the same route you did. Oh yeah, man. I mean, are you struggling? I guess it's kind of a similar question. Are you struggling with what a lot of people that we talk to are struggling with with the workforce? Is like they kind of just want to be. They want to be you, yeah, yeah. Be and that's TV. great. Instantly, you know, and I, I always, I always just use my own story of how I just grinded it out, you know. I worked 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 endlessly. But know? were you um, someone who actively was pursuing trying to get like an opportunity on on a television screen? No, actually, the the day that uh, I got a phone call, I was uh, I was in the dish pit because my dishwasher didn't. Show. Right, right, <laughs> of course. And my hostess said, "Hey, there's uh, somebody on the on the line that wants to talk to you." I'm like, "You staring at the you." Like these dishes is not gonna. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, like this pile is gonna be three times longer exactly. if I take a ten minute phone call. Can you can you just like take a message? No, they really want you to do it. So, uh, and it was Top Chef. But uh, so know. someone suggested you then. So that's how usually the show works, right? Yeah, like you yeah, either yeah. want to you send something or someone says this this would be a good guy to do it. So yeah. who, how did they how did they find you? You know, back in that that time, I had a uh, I was the chef of Star Noodle. Uh, and it, it it got a lot of you know we worked hard yeah the whole team we I'm were doing yeah. doing a lot of cool stuff out there and we 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 worked we we crushed days were the days were long for right. sure <laughs> and uh, yeah we got recognized by you know food and wine and James Beard and and a lot of local publications so. I don't know. So someone, oh, so you still don't know. You're not yeah. even curious. I don't exactly like... know exactly how that exactly came about. And then you, uh, you don't know either though. I mean, you, you have stories. Uh, no, I, I made up mind, my own story. You, <laughs> yeah, the same thing happened to me. I made up my own story that, like, yeah, someone was casting and they saw this article, and then they were like, "We got to call this guy." But yeah, it is interesting. Actually, yeah, we should try and know. find out yeah. those stories. Yeah, see the exact yeah. thing because yeah, yeah. you never know. But and then, so were you automatically like, "No way, I'm not doing this," because like <laughs> uh, a lot of chefs. So I mean, listen, you're yeah. a chef. Like you, you can tell. Like you know, restaurant chefs usually, especially at that time. This was what years ago? Still at this point, five years ago, probably or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's restaurant chefs and there's TV chefs. Yeah, I'm kind of no, I'm a kind of spiritual guy, you know. Yeah. I'm like in believing that things happen for a reason, you know. I was like, shit, I'm this kid in the middle of the ocean that's doing this small little noodle shop at that time. I was like, I guess there's something that. I need to go check out. Mm. Mm. Okay, so you were up for the challenge. Yeah, I was yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. a little consulting with the wife. I'm assuming exactly right? a, okay. lot <laughs> yeah. a lot of consulting, a lot of consulting, encouragement from the friends. You know that mm. was around me. That helps. That helps. Right. That. Cause, because um, were you? Did you have any like fear? Like I once I overcome like I was first like no nah, I don't think I'm gonna do that. Like I thought they were asking me to judge like the first time they called mm-hmm. and I was like nah like you know <laughs> I don't think so. Like I'm, I'm Richard Blaze. Like I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know like you have your own self yeah, imposing yeah. or I did. And then I realized oh you're just afraid, dude. Like the reason you don't want to do it is because you're afraid you're not gonna do well. And like that's your own personal demon to like battle. And so, like that—that that for me, it was like yeah. go, 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 do what you got to do, and and see how it works out. And then maybe you're not as good as you think you are, or whatever it is. Uh, well, f- for me, it was like nobody in Hawaii. You know, we're such a small market, and to to make some noise out there, I was like, okay, maybe maybe that opportunity and was was put on my shoulders by something to to represent the island, I like that. or mm-hmm. to right. represent our cuisine that we're we're what well, we're maybe stereotyped upon you know it's like here's my here's my chance to to share what we're doing well i like that what are what are the um like what were or are the like the 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 stereotypes of hawaiian food Uh, or it's tropical right right we put 
fruit on everything. Flowers, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mangoes and pineapples on everything. Mm-hmm. There's macadamia nuts on crusted ev- on everything. Right. Every That's piece right. of fish That's is right. crusted in macadamia. Yeah, exactly. Nuts. That's the only way that you eat it. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the the only fruit that you eat is lily koi. It's, right. it's passion fruit. <laughs> nice. Thanks, but you have to call it lily koi. Yeah. Right. It is yeah, one of the coolest exactly. words to say, yeah. though. Uh, but it is it is all these different historic you know moments. You know, my grandparents, the Filipinos and Korean, yeah. is such more in depth. And I, you know that's the food that we were cooking. And I was cooking at that restaurant at that time. Okay, so that yeah. was the so you made the spiritual move to do it the first yeah. time. So then the second time, yeah. which again, <laughs> not too happened, many people, yeah. you and me and a, you know, a dozen other people have that yeah. sort of story. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go do it again, that, that same thing, spiritual or no, that, is that a tougher no. decision to go do it again? Or Well, I left you know, when I got eliminated the first time around. I wasn't cooking my food. You know? uh, mm. Back then, they would have a break before the finale. Yeah. Yeah, they they yeah, go yeah. straight into yeah. the finale. So it was that changes the game a bunch. That really changes the game. Yeah, I mean, is. from a competitor, that break was stand. long yeah. too. It wasn't like it's a week. Like seasons it was, were different, but like yeah. I, we had like a six month. But my first season was like a six month break. So, so yeah. things change. Mine's was three and a half months. Right. Yeah. Of, of, yeah. Before that, and momentum gets broke if you had yeah. it. And, or, uh, or you're thinking about okay, what well, was all those different criticisms throughout the throughout the season that was doing it and. One of them was of Sheldon's very one way. It's right. Like he cooks Hawaiian food or he cooks Filipino food and that's all he does. He's just one trick pony. Right. Mm. And that always stuck in my head. And mm. I, I went to go cook at this very cool restaurant in Honolulu called Vintage Cave and they were doing some really cool stuff, you know, tweezered out. And yeah, I, I yeah. Don't know. Right. <laughs> I, I was intrigued. I was like, oh my God, I never cooked food like this before. I right. Was, I, and then I, you get, it gets in your head too, though, right? Like yeah. you wanted, you're learning about something. Yeah. But then you're like, is this doing, what they want? Yeah. Right. So I went back on the finale and it, it that's, that's what got me. Right? Yeah. Mm. So I told myself, if I ever had the chance, Oh, okay. So you're yes. that. I ever have yeah. a chance again. Yes. That makes sense. Because you do wake up. And if I always said that too. I, I think I've, I romanticize it to be like, well, like if you play a sport, you know, it's sad at the, when it, at the end mm-hmm. because you're not waking up the next day and doing it, right? Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. win or lose, it doesn't like, – like it's fun. I mean I enjoyed cooking on top. I mean it's not always great. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes right. it doesn't. But like it was fun. You, yeah. You, if I could just play the game That's what I mean. Day, right? Yeah. Just, they, just to play the for game. for the love of the yeah. game, man. That's what it was about. <laughs> and you had that. We, had, we shared that. And you go back and just crush it again. Was the, was the, the, it's tough on the family. It's right, yeah, yeah. especially when um, the family, you know, you're the even business, and you're business, right, further you're already, away, yeah. right? I mean, you're in, yeah. you know, it's another four or five hours away from wherever four you're going. Kids, bro, yeah, I got, I got four kids. Yeah. And, like and at that point, we were talking about this earlier. Like when you going on the second time, you have businesses. You have, yeah. I mean, you're even more, right. now you're, you're, you're more now established. You're, <laughs> like I, I, we were two weeks out from opening Tin Roof, my spot, right. And then it's never a good time for talking. Magical show. elves pops up <laughs> on my on my caller ID. I was like, "Who is this guy yeah. calling right there? There must be only one thing." Yeah. Right? And uh, we were in a business meeting with uh, my GM, my head chef, and my wife. And I was like, "I gotta take this call." Yeah. And I come back in, and they're looking at me. It's like, "You were out there for a, for a little bit. What, right. what's going, yeah, what yeah. is going on?" It's yeah. like, "Ah." I kind of accepted the challenge of going oh, back Oh, nice. Yeah. Look at that. You just made the executive decision on your own. And they're like, yeah, we're opening Janice, our- my wife, and everyone else. Is like, I was like, we got this. We got this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we're going to make this happen. Nice. So, well, uh, because you also have the benefit of knowing what it can bring. Exactly. Right? So that 
I get that. And yeah. I was confident that the team that I had was with me. You know, a lot of my cooks were cooks that I brought from previous restaurants and had all the trust in my chef and my GM. I had a month, a month to open up the place. It was a small little lunch spot. Right. And uh, go back in, but still, you know, I'm glad that uh, it turned out. Well, it always works out. And that's the lesson from it is like, to be honest, and I just said this with some other Top Chef family in here earlier today. Like the it's the game doesn't start till after the seasons end till yeah, after the yeah, television yeah, shows, yeah. and like you know, like the win like you're winning right <laughs> now. Like I mean, you got all these awards, you got all this notoriety, and like I think Top Chef as a family, mm-hmm. it's amazing what 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 people on that show are producing right now. And yeah. like, I mean, people like listen, you you crushed it both seasons, you, you you got to the end both times, but people that are are going home fourth or fifth in the game are are getting James Beard noms and opening yeah, up restaurants, yeah. and like that's really the the strength of that concept mm-hmm. is that people that you might even, you never know that they were on Top Chef <laughs> right. are winning Emmys and are, you know, doing amazing things. Yeah. You do a show for Eater, right? You kind of do a travel yeah. doc? Okay. Oh, uh, we do a uh, cooking in America for Eater and uh, just travel around the country, just shedding uh, the light on uh, immigrants, uh, restaurants and uh, sh- uh, chefs that come from, from different countries and yeah so what do you like better you like right. being the um the direct to camera television <laughs> host or the restaurant chef hey, or? Man, i never i never knew you know starting off to in this industry that i'd be there but the amount of people that i meet and just hearing their stories is just so it's it's beautiful that i get to be the person to shed a light on on that and it's it's equally equally enjoyable yeah. So your walking and talking skills are pretty good now. <laughs> yeah, your, your, your opens and closes. No, it's, there's still many takes. There's still many takes. <laughs> That's really like it was. Uh, you know, I took a news anchor once. I was I was doing a, it was a Super Bowl event years ago, and I just it was a news anchor, and I was just like, I gotta ask you a question. What's? And I, I've never done this with anyone else. I don't know why I asked this dude. He was a news anchor in Boston. I was just like, what is the key to like doing being a really good anchor? He's like, all you need is an open and a close. The middle will figure everything out. You just need to know how to start the segment and how to finish the segment. Everything in the middle takes care of itself. And it's kind of true, like when you're yeah, doing yeah, like yeah. your show, right? I mean, if you, you got the open, I'm here, I'm doing this. Yeah. And then the, the guest or whatever kind of takes over. And then you need the out, and that's all, all you need. Yeah. Uh, well, we're not going to do an out yet, but you want to play a game? We do a couple games on the podcast. We're almost done. I'm into it. <laughs> this one's called, it's a classic for starving for attention game. It's called Ripe or Hype. So ripe would mean it's like dope and awesome and you're down with it and hype would mean you're not yeah. so into it. Yeah. All right. Uh, a couple of ones that are – some of them are Hawaiian specific. Not all to right. just, just slam, slam the – you know, keep it all Hawaiian. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really want to hear your thoughts on this. Poke concepts. Oh, man. I mean, I mean this thing is not – it's not. It's it, they're still they're, they're still here. They're opening up all everywhere. the time across yeah. the and across everywhere. The states. They're, they're in Kansas now. They're, it's, this is not just a Southern California <laughs> or New York no City fish. thing. And oh man, now I, you right you might have right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, what did, yeah. What did, yeah. Uh, for the fact that Hawaiian cuisine is out there, it's hype. Mm. Right? I mean, ripe or whatever. Right? Yeah, sure, right, yeah, right, 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 yeah. Yep. It's ripe because we get it's a it's a it's a platform for us to. To dive in, poke is as traditional as it gets, right? The ancient Hawaiians, that's the very simple. Catch the fish, you salt it, put 
put a seaweed on it, and that's, that mm. was your that was your food, and which is the best way. <laughs> nice, nice. Hey, listen, if you're building a poker concept right now, and you got that, add 19 garnish option to it. <laughs> yeah. Sheldon's saying that's not the best way. Okay, yeah, but, so it's uh, ripe for in one way. In one way, but the hype of it is it is you know depleting our oceans and uh, oh, of, okay. of, mm. of of our sourcing of it of of getting all these different ingredients and these fishes to, to the masses. I'm all about feeding the community and doing all of that too, but we gotta be Mm. resource, our resources. Do you find that being from Hawaii that you have to be more of a flag bearer in that role? Like, you know, protecting the ocean. The Hawaiians were the masters of that, of knowing how much to take and knowing how to consume and all of that. At my restaurant, we don't serve fish or pokes with, with vegetables. Right. Uh, just so that we can share that story of it. Oh, I love that. I'm doing right. a, uh, I mean, not now, but in the summer, like I love doing like the watermelon, like compressed watermelon. Yeah. It looks like tuna anyway. Beets. Like I love, I love the play of the idea of poke right. as well. Yeah. And you just mentioned like we're the, the Hawaiians are the masters of like sustainability with seafood. We were, we were, last time we were there, I think mm-hmm. it was Big Island and we're, you know, one of these like, it's the, like, it was the king's pond. Mm-hmm. And the, mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? And the yeah. rocks are set up so only certain size fish can swim into the pond. Yeah. Like it's, it's like very like basic engineering but right. like so smart like yeah, yeah well then you're only going to eat larger fish and the smaller fish can, can grow out, and like yeah. and that is like the hawaiians have mastered that yeah. and it's like yeah. it's there it's it's pretty simple yeah um so are you doing a poke concept or <laughs> yeah you got, okay i actually consult yeah you can so i'm, yeah. I'm sure that, that has to be like one of the first things because i did see yeah, your face we, on a we, sign somewhere yeah, i we, think in texas the, the the first thing going into we started a sustainable program using mm-hmm. sustainable fish and and just being able to go and talk to their employees and talk to, to people and just know that they have a decision. You know, mm-hmm. they have a, a decision of what they're, what they're consuming. And that's all. That's yeah. it. That's, uh, I'm not trying to pressure it on anybody. It's like know where your food is coming from and you make the decision. Right. Yeah. It's also crazy that it's become such a big thing because it's expen- it is expensive. Like seafood, especially yeah. high-quality seafood, yeah, totally. yeah. is expensive. And when you're not in Hawaii, it's, it gets really expensive. And the, the more to the middle you get in the country, it gets more expensive. Okay, ube everything. <laughs> uh, this, is a new, this is some butter we have over there that was in one of our swag bags or something or that no, we grabbed. We stole it. We grabbed it from a counter. You have some feelings on this. Oh, man. Here you go again. Playing that, playing that line. Of, yeah, everyone, you know what's crazy? Everyone touts me as a Filipino chef, right? Mm-hmm. But my lens of Filipino cuisine is just specific to the province of Hawaii. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh I say I say right, man. Ube, let's let's go. Let's talk about it all. And it's it's something that's delicious. It's uh it's vibrant, it's cool, it's crazy. It's super nutritious yeah. as well, right? I mean this is it's a superfood. Yeah. Yeah. And uh again it's that platform to talk about where did this come from. Plus so it's purple. that's purple. That's, well, yeah, he, he said Filipino vibrant. Purple. It's like, yeah, it's like yeah. royal that purple. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you got, so what is the, the ube signature dish at Lenny? Or you got, it's sort of in multiple ways or? Yeah, uh, well, ube in Hawaii is uh, become, it's Molokai sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. basically. Okay. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, we, we do a nod to, to HRC, to Hawaii Regional Cuisine. So we actually do a macadamia nut crust. Oh, there, there, there you go. go. Yeah, there's but a, you're not doing it no, on a piece of fish. Going yeah. on, there's a lot going on to it. You know, we, 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 there's, yeah. Uh, is coconut shrimp? This is a question for her grandmother, <laughs> right? So, like, when people are like Hawaiian food and then they say coconut shrimp, how does that bother you? 
that's got to bother you, right? When someone's like, that's the, isn't Hearing, that the stereotype? Oh, man, you got, you, you're pulling on my heartstrings, <laughs> Mr. Right. Blaze, right now. Right. Uh, there's undeniably that it's delicious. Okay. <laughs> nice. I'll is, put that out there. Okay, yeah, so like regardless of whether how, or how, I mean, it's, yeah. I'm sure there's an authentic, there is probably, it, it probably is authentic to some degree. There's but, no authenticity. Okay, there's no authenticity. But it's delicious. <laughs> it's delicious nonetheless. It's like some research. Yeah, uh, but that uh, works, yeah. I feel like that's... But we can't, you know, again... Hopefully somebody is like, oh my God, this Hawaiian cuisine of coconut shrimp is amazing. Somebody <laughs> is there that we can educate them that maybe that's not, that wasn't part of the Exactly. There you go. Um, uh, <laughs> kind of ube related or, or certainly like maybe even poke. The idea of stunt food or like viral food that's made just to get oh, you to hit man. like on the Instagram. On Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It's right, right. giant. It's got 95 slices or to it. It's rainbow got or ooey it's, gooey yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah, like is that hit? Is, that's all hype. No, it's, don't get away from that. Right, we can we, we can we can make as much noise going back to the, to unearthing something that's in the past of of and celebrating that than than trying to put gold sprinkle and unicorns on a right. malasada. So there's never a moment where you're like, uh, there it is with the yeah. malasada. <laughs> I feel like that, I feel like the malasada that is probably. The well, viral you, shoot, food of Hawaii, get, right? Yeah, uh, you put glitter-filled uh, malasadas. No. Right. No. I don't need to be doing yeah, that. But you put them on like a dowel and you do like a hundred of them on a stick or something like that, you get a lot, a lot of likes malasadas that way. Malasadas don't have yeah. holes in them, do yeah. they? Oh, that's right. But you can't. Well, you just skewer them. Whatever. I'm yeah. just saying like All you right. could do it. You could do some giant. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, no, you're, you're against My it. grandma was in All About the Likes on Instagram. I, yeah. I, I, my, <laughs> my, my grandma's Instagram stories would have been lit if she was so still That's what I'm talking about, And she ain't going for those likes. Uh, so uh, I have this and this is not just because you said it gourmet donuts the trend of mm. the malasadas or like mm-hmm. the you know whatever the dessert the, du jour is you know it was yeah. cupcakes. cupcakes it's been yeah. pie went through a, oh I don't think it lasted that long but like yeah. and I feel like donuts are, are in their moment yeah I for me delicious is delicious if you're not going for the hype of just the wow factor that I put this goat on it or I put this you're not gonna just get it to take a picture exactly right. to take a picture of it you know there's things that is amazing I, I had this fennel donut the other day that had these fennel mm. fronds on top of it then they made this this fennel mousse that went on top of it and then that was amazing. Yeah, oh, I like that fennel's yeah. a good uh, for, with, with sweet yeah, flavor too yeah on top too. of brioche yeah right? mm-hmm. it was like this pure Oh, where was this? Donut. It wasn't back in Maui. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Killing the game. Uh, what about food trucks? I know this is a big this mm-hmm. is a big Hawaiian thing as well. And all over the country. Ripe or hype now? Uh ripe. Because it it's it's this catalyst for someone who taking the leap of faith that they're mm. they're doing it that they're I can start a business and have that confidence of, of taking that leap. You know how crazy it is to open a restaurant yeah, or, or to right. even to expensive. do anything expensive, right. to do anything on your own. So I give these guys who do food trucks, man, so much credit. I wouldn't be because it's so much, it's too, so too hard work for yeah. me. Yeah. Have you I, ever, you've never even like spent any time on one? No, or, okay. I, I don't Neither have I. Yeah. <laughs> but I did look at a deal once when someone was like, you know, it was like one of like, like right off the top chef. Oh, you should do a food truck. It'd be great. And I was like, just look at the plan. I'm like. It's not gonna work. Wait, like, so I gotta prep so in the spot. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Break it down, clean that up. Then I go to the spot. Yeah. Build that up. Clean that up. Break it down. Then go back to the spot where I cl- right. just cleaned and put that away. Well, clean the, that the other up, thing that like, always to me, just from the business perspective, is always like, and then you know, like food trucks kind of roll together. 
right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, there's 12 trucks here. And like, the, if, if you're just like someone who loves food, you're going to get one thing from 12 trucks. I want someone to buy everything from me yeah, yeah, in my yeah. restaurant. You're like, it's like cannibalism you're yeah, right there. But it's it, for, for me, I, I feel like those are like those entrepreneurial spirits of, mm-hmm. of those guys. And that's what I encourage. And like, I, it, I, it I get them to the next level. It gets them to yeah, the next ton, level. Yeah, there's a ton of great stories of people that have, you know, yeah. gotten to a brick and, brick and mortar from a food truck. 100%. So, yeah. uh, next one then would be not even if you, you if you can't even do the truck what about i call them ghost restaurants or restaurants that are only digital only so mostly for delivery have you have you heard about these things okay it's, no it's one con- calls them ghost restaurants i call them ghost yeah. restaurants yeah. but it's confusing so, when you say it because right. i think you're talking about but it's like, digital a it's a ghost. storefront on a web page yeah. and it's yeah, like know, something through like Uber Eats or whatever, and you can and you, order from. You, you, and you get a delivery service, and caviar exist. or Uber Eats or <laughs> yeah. you know Postmates or whatever it is well, delivers. Well, who does it? Uh, Eric Green Greenberg Greenspan Green, Greenspan Greenspan yeah, does sorry. it. But I mean, a lot of people are in like uh, certainly big cities are doing this. Yeah. What are your yeah. thoughts? Digital restaurants only. Well, if it's getting them to uh, healthy, clean food that is honest, uh, I, I'm all for it. You know, if it if it that ghost restaurant is better than going down to that fast food restaurant where somebody that feels that that's more convenient that fast food restaurant is maybe a package that here you can do this recipe and warm it up in a pan and do something I'm, right i'm all for mm-hmm. it but if it's i don't know that convenience nowadays is is my my pet peeve is mm-hmm. why are you eating convenience and what are you consuming by by for the reason of your schedule mm-hmm. like what do you, you give up yeah what mm-hmm. do you give up for for the consumption of that 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 moment so i'm all about honest food Whatever you work hard, your hard-earned money that you're consuming, honest food that that's gonna nourish you and and be awesome. So we're yeah. not we're not doing the digital restaurant together, which is a little sad. <laughs> well, as long as it's honest, no, I guess. Yeah, he's, as long as it's honest, right? it's honest. I'll get down on a burger and all of that. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Um, what about competitive cooking? Now that you've done a bunch of it, oh man, yeah, right for hype. Is, uh, you, you watch a little. I mean, I know you probably yeah. don't have time to watch TV. No, now. I can't. I'm scarred. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm scarred from it. But I because I love it so much mm. because it, it. I I watch a competition and it, my my mind just starts like instantly, if I was there. If I was there, mm. it's like why did you do this? And I, I get I get I get to. I analyze it too much. Oh but, yeah. Uh, like I said, if I could play the, just the game every day without without the sacrifice of being away, I'd, I'd do it. All yeah. Would you do Would you do the other ones? Would you do the uh, chopped or uh, one of those? Like, done, have you, you know, done any other? Or is it mostly just Top Chef? Or you've done I've some done other? Top Chef, yeah. Bobby Flay. And, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Done that stuff. So. Uh, so your game, you're like you know you I'm say game. you say you're scarred, but if someone calls. <laughs> At the end of this meeting, you might, you might do you it. Know, yeah. Yeah, well, I have, I have this, uh, I have this look of like something comes up, and I the email comes up, and I'm staring at the wife, yeah. and I'm staring at Janice, and she's like, she knows what the look is. Yeah. <laughs> How long are you gone? Yes, uh, exactly. The flip side of that. So you're saying ripe or hype on co- competition? You're saying uh, that uh, it's ripe. Yeah, ripe. Okay, yeah. with uh, with with a little bit of <laughs> with a little bit of yeah, I, because I see what it's done. It's done for my career, mm-hmm. and what I seen like the the what it uh, done for what it can do for someone. Now there's ten, twelve year old, thirteen year old kids out there doing it, yeah. like starting their career super young, which yeah. is which is insane. Uh, they cry so much. I'm so sad. Like well, I mean, like, it, it's yeah, it is because it's oh, real. Man, I did I did Top Chef Juniors, and oh. I had to had right. to eliminate a girl. And she, Hard. she came up to me is like my food you said, because I said your food wasn't uh, up to par today. It's like my food is not good enough. I was like, no, right? Oh that girl. no, that is, but it's true. I mean, I'm, and I've I've done a couple episodes of that show as well, and 
Yeah, then the kid's sitting there crying. And like, you, you know, because like, yeah. you want to cry too. Yeah. No, exactly. I, I've been in that kid's shoes. I cried. Yeah. And then you do. Then you start doubting yourself. And like, it's not easy. So the kids who do it, hats off to them. Mm. Um, last thing, I think we talked about this. Yeah, we, for the second that we hung out right before we got in there, ASMR. That's right. <laughs> Microphone. I'm about to eat this honey. I'm going to crisp this honey right now. You ever seen oh, the yeah. ones with the honey? Yeah, they just yeah. eat honeycomb. Oh, honeycomb. Yeah. yeah. Like, they tap their nails on Need the Need a microphone. special microphone. Oh, I don't know. I we're all getting into our ASMR voices <laughs> right now. <laughs> what do you think, dude? Like, do you go down the wormhole? Do I do it. with. I do it. I, I have gone down that, that wormhole before, and it's just like, it's I'm just watching wormhole. people slurp noodles for yeah. like a half hour. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have, it's, I've done the wormhole only through food. So it, yeah. it has. Right, to, yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh. once, once they start, start going on to construction uh, materials. and Oh, all you like that, the ones yeah. with the compressor? Like, yeah. you see that? Uh, well, I like, like those press. just because it's like, oh, what, like is, water, what happens water, to a Barbie water. doll in a compressor? <laughs> I think I think for food, I'm around it so much that I, I recognize those those sounds. That's mm, just like, oh, okay. That's I'm the next okay. game for you then. We'll, well, we'll, that is one yeah. thing though, right? But like there are those sounds that are like soothing yeah. in the kitchen, like something yeah. sizzling in a pan. I'm going to go everything like a ticket machine. First of all, the ticket machine is like every cook's nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Have you ever had that Most nightmare? Where it's just like it's all you hear is the tickets coming oh, up, but like it. no you one showed up, up to work. Yeah. Anything about it. And they won't and, stop. And it's just yeah. you, the machine won't stop. Here's 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 I think the one that I'm gonna the hood's turning off at the end of the night. Oh see that's that's peaceful. You got the good ones. Don't do the ticket machine now. That's like the opposite because it's supposed to relax you, right? Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. I think you just invented the other side of ASMR, like yeah. everything that gets like you, like you, you need the yeah. hype, like a jackhammer outside. Let's go, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're freaking out it's now. New workout music. <laughs> oh, I like that. The other side that we, we just totally. we, we pumped it up. We're gonna do that. <laughs> All right. So next time we hang out, we're gonna do ASMR together. All right. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll get a couple to, yeah. foods, yeah. and then um, and then, but we'll also do one that are just normal sounds, <laughs> like just like your hand in some marbles Curl or whatever it paper. is. Uh, Sheldon, it's a big one. Bread, dude. Breading coconut shrimp. There you go. Oh, yes. the dredge. <laughs> there are some the nice, dredge. Right, yeah, the dredge goes. <laughs> That's gonna work, dude. We're gonna do that. Well, you know what? Um, to make it fun, we'll do it uh, on Maui. I love because it, that's yeah. just a good, also another good reason for us to come say hi to you that's again wonderful. on the island, dude. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. You are just you're, you're awesome, dude. We love you. Congrats on all the success, all the awards, all the accolades. It's it's it couldn't happen to a nicer Thanks, nicer buddy. dude, man. And you're and you're killing it. And uh, you know, I, I aspire to be to be the man that you are, dude. Get out of here, man. Yeah, uh, it's mm-hmm. a, we're we're all in here together. You know, all this world is like I said, doing honest food that represents your family and and all of that. So that's all I'm doing, man. Dude, where where can people find you online? They can get you at word check yeah, me out Insta the Insta Instagram at Chef Wonder. Uh, Lineage Maui, Tin Roof Maui. Just come through, man. Crushing the game, yeah. or they can see you on the road at some of these festivals, or even uh, your Eater Show, which is called again. Yeah, uh, Cooking in America. Cooking in America. Are you, where are you heading back on the road for that somewhere? Or uh, I just did a Hollow Hollow series, which, oh. which oh, talks wow. about the Filipino yeah. uh, history, and we did it on Hawaii. So, so is cool. there a Hollow Hollow Shave Ice? Uh, like is that is there yeah. connection a connection there? There's a connection. Oh, in Hawaii itself, there's hollow hollow, but we pure on the the, the sugary syrup of just shave yeah. ice. That's it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the best. Yeah, azuki <laughs> beans or, or oh. ice cream in the middle of mm-hmm. it with the cream top. Yeah, that's the, the, cream top, the cream top. Ice cream in the middle with the cream top. Yeah. That's, that's your jam. That's, 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 that's my guy. That's my guy right there. Yeah. <laughs> 
You can never take that away from a local man. No, and no, a lot of people don't know. Like they don't know that. They don't the, know, the, the, they don't the know the how cream. deep it goes. Yeah. Oh, yeah they what is it called? There's a name for it. What is the name for the, the snow caps? Oh, yeah, or the, whatever. Man, I'm, I'm ready. What is it? Halupia? Oh, oh. Halupia top. Yes. Yeah. DJ Horn. I'm going to go get some dessert right now. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, dude. Mahalo. Do us a favor. Head on over to iTunes. I know you love this episode as much as we did. Hit review. It's a five-star podcast. Uh, keep it that way. Uh, it help, really helps the algorithm. Do us a favor. Uh, drop us a little review as well. Tell us what you love. And uh, if you don't love it, then just hit me up on the DM. Don't write it on the review page. Uh, and until next week, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, multiple sponsors. We who have made more this, than one. Who make this all possible. Dole Crafted Smoothie Blends. You can find them in your frozen aisle. Just crack an egg. Take back breakfast in only two minutes or less. And True Car. Visit True Car for a better car buying experience. Until next week, stay hungry.